Making connections, affecting the culture, just doing life. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. We all want to be successful. We all want to, to look at our life and say, yes, I did it. I accomplished this. I set this goal and I did it. But there's always days where you look at something and you plan it out and then something goes wrong and then something else goes wrong and then something else goes wrong and you feel like a failure. Jeremy, today we kind of feel like we failed a little bit on the program. Well, con- considering that you're coming to me and not Jordan or Wesley, then yeah, I think something has definitely gone wrong. Well, the fact that I've got to throw it to Jeremy means we are scratching the bottom of the barrel here. Thanks, uh, thanks, TJ. All, all do in love. Thank uh, you. I love you, Jeremy. I, I really I, do. But here's the thing: our illustrious co-host uh, Wesley Wildman is out today. Jordan Shamley is out still with his uh, brand new baby. Uh, and so, Jeremy, it's just you and me. That you know, that new baby smell will wear off eventually. So I think, and then Jordan, he'll come back to work. Jordan will have to come back to work eventually. He won't want to though, because those are the. I remember the days of having only one child, <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, those were too. great days and tear-laden days. And you yeah. still got a little bit of sleep. Yeah. But yeah, so in, in even in the next segment, we had a guest lined up, and it's going to be you and me again, Jeremy. Well, our guest that we had lined up, we've pushed back a couple of weeks. We don't want to give too much of it away, but they were having a rough week as well and had to cancel. So, And TJ, just in case you're wondering, this is not April Fool's. No, no, we're not fooling you. No, no this it, is I, you're, you're stuck with us. Yeah, this is it. So, <laughs> But no, no, in all seriousness, though, it, it does prove uh, a lesson that we can pick up on and talk about for the rest of the show, TJ. And, and that is you can try to be successful and you can have your own definition of what success is. But oftentimes the world is going to look at that definition of success and it's going to say one thing. The Bible is going to look at a definition of success and have something else to say. And sometimes even when you feel like you have been an absolute failure, you're not. Absolutely. And, and that's exactly what we're talking about today. We're defining success according to the precepts of Scripture, and we're looking at how does God view and define success as opposed to how we do it, because the way we do it in our lives is going to be different, and also in the way that the world does it. We're looking at a few different examples here, but you know, I think kind of the, the go-to example for when somebody wants to talk about uh, worldly success versus God's view of success is Noah. Yeah. So let's say you want to compare Bill Gates, who the world would consider a outright success. Who was just announced as the man's richest world again. Yes. So you have Bill Gates, the richest man in the world, and then you have Noah. And he was a lowly guy, carpenter. Some have even said, well, maybe he was a shipbuilder. That's an interesting thought, too, that God had prepared him his entire life for the building of the ark. That could very well be. But... Not the point, because the thing that that I think we we tend to look at is he did not convince anybody other than his family to get in the boat with him. Yeah, when we read in there in Genesis and we read the account of Noah building, and this the is ark, coming from Genesis six through eight nine. Yeah, so the Lord tells to Noah, He says, "Look, man is wicked. I am going to destroy man, but you and your family, I am going to spare. So start mm-hmm. building an ark." And I think TJ, when we kind of just read over the pages, we lose a little bit of the context because it is all kind of squished down for us. And, you know, Genesis in its history account is a lot of history over a lot of years in a short period of time. In a few pages, right. And so we don't, we tend to forget that it took Noah a hundred years 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this was, and there again, th- this was not modern time. This was not modern material. This was not modern machinery. He did it all by hand. And you've you've seen the Ark in Kentucky, right? I've never been there, but I've seen lots of pictures and video of it. It's the uh, the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter uh, right there in the Kentucky Cincinnati area. Right. We're we're hoping to go this summer. But you know, the thing is, they they had modern tools and and experts and things like that, and it still took. A couple of years to build, or at least a few months. And Noah didn't even have duct tape. So yeah, I don't know was, how he possibly could have I put know. the ark together without duct tape. But you know, the thing is, he was successful. He, you know, his family, but he was successful because he was obedient. When we look in the New Testament, we see, we see John the Baptist. And a lot of people don't talk about John the Baptist as a failure, but in the world's definition, he absolutely was. Because he went after uh, Herodias, right? And he was going to... Um, uh, well, he was calling him out for his sin, and it resulted in him being beheaded. And I think, in a lot of ways, the world would say that's a failure. Yeah. Well, he didn't. He didn't build a mega church, right? Uh, he didn't have. 5, well, he did 000. have people come out to the desert to hear him, but that was about it. I mean, the guy was still eating locust and honey. Yeah, and so you know, he didn't have a rich house. He didn't have you know a, a chariot up on twenty sixes with nice gold rims. <laughs> uh, you know, so the world would look at, at people like him, or even the apostles. You look at the apostles, and by the world standards, these were poor fishermen walking around sharing a message about the now according to the world about their mm-hmm. dead teacher. Right. Well, and even before that, Jesus himself said. I have nowhere to lay my head. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a big mansion. You're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Where we're talking about the difference between the way that the world defines success and even the way we define success and the way that God does, because very often these are very different. In this segment, we're looking at some biblical characters, some biblical people. Uh, in the next segment, we're going to take it a little more contemporary. We're going to look at some ministries, some missionaries who have been extremely successful uh, in being obedient to God, although the world would definitely say that they were not Uh, very successful. But Jeremy, you mentioned the apostles, and especially after Christ's resurrection, I always look to Peter. Peter was a man who uh, time and time again failed miserably because he would always stick his foot in his mouth, which is something that I must confess I'm a little guilty of at times as well. Yeah. You know, you even look at when Peter, when he was being discipled, you know, Peter, uh, I heard a sermon uh, by Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones. It's called Looking at the Waves, and it was based around Peter's walking out onto the waves following after Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way that Peter lived. In, and Dr. Jones says that your biggest strength is also your biggest challenge. And oh, Peter's, yeah, Peter's was his headstrongness, his willingness to just throw himself in completely. But if you look on the flip side of that, uh, he was also scared. Oh, he was absolutely scared. Well, and, and because there again, look in Galatians when he is standing with the Jews and he, re- he he actually avoids the Gentiles. He turns his back from them and he embraces the Jewish brothers who came in and Paul called him on uh, called him on that to his face. I mean, right there in front of everybody, Paul says, "No, this is absolutely wrong. This has to stop." And so, you know, but to me, Peter is such an encouragement because if a man who walked with Christ for three years, a man who walked on the water with Christ, a man who saw Jesus in his resurrected body, if Peter still messes up 
and fails. I think Peter would even say that he fails in some areas. But if Peter can experience failure and still receive the grace of God to stand up and go again, I think there's hope for me. Yeah, and you know, the same thing could be said about David. Both Peter and David were men after God's hearts. Now, David it specifically says, but if you look at Peter's life, he had special revelation from the Lord coming out of his ears. He was invited to walk out onto the water because of his faith. Mm -hmm. He had special conversations. He was up on the Mount of Transfiguration. He was the one who, you know, Paul is credited with taking the gospel to the Gentiles, but it was Peter who went first. Right. Well, and he, he had the vision. And he had the vision, and then it was confirmed to him. So here is a man who the Lord has definitely has a special anointing on, who has his right. hand on him. But yet he still struggles with doubt. He still struggles with fear. And, you know, th- those are failures of our flesh. Right. But, if but, but looked, the thing is, I, I think that that humanizes Peter because we have this temptation— I think whenever we come to a character or a person in the Bible, we try to say, oh, well, I mean, if I had walked with Jesus for three years, I would be able to do this kind of stuff, too. And I think when we look at people like Peter, we look at people like David, or we look at John the Baptist, or we look at Noah, or we look at any of these other people that we look at. Even Abraham had moments of failure in his life. Uh, When we look at these people, we can say, no, they're not superheroes. It's not something within them that makes them super. It's the faith that God birthed in them, and it's their relationship to God. And that's exactly what we're going to be focusing on in the next segment when we talk about some, some missionaries who, by the world's definition, experience extreme failure, but in God's economy, they were extreme successes, and then how that knowledge is going to apply to your life. Don't miss it. 